Welcome to the Tech Pro Unicorn Podcast, brought to you by RPI Consultants, a podcast about the magic of digital transformation through technology. Each week, we'll cover topics related to ERP, RPA, business transformation, leadership, healthcare, and unicorns. Welcome to TechPro Unicorn Podcast Series 2 here in March, and we are joined by my guest, Keith Whalen, who's the Managing Partner at RPI. Welcome, Keith. Thank you. Happy to be here. Awesome. If you could just take a moment and introduce yourself a little bit further for the audience. Sure, absolutely. Uh, my name is Keith Whalen. I'm a Managing Partner at RPI Consultants. I've been in the ERP space for just over 20 years now. Uh, specifically in professional services, um, mostly related to uh, Infor Cloud Suite and Lawson. Awesome. Well, welcome. Thanks for taking the time. Um, today, we'd like to talk a little bit about Cloud Suite. I know it's uh, something that really the masses are now starting to, to turn their attention to and really starting to make an effort to, to move towards. So um, if you don't mind, I'd like to pick your brain and get some of your experience. Uh, and we'll start with asking, uh, r really, how is Cloud Suite making a difference? Um, I mean, what's the difference between Cloud Suite versus version 10? Sure. So I'm going to assume that we'll have some listeners that are uh, familiar with Lawson, which is an ERP system that started in the, in the mid-70s, and some that are potentially not. Um, and I guess the, the biggest thing in Cloud Suite, it is part of the new wave of ERP software. Um, and potentially two of the most critical elements of that are that it is, it is SaaS software. Uh, and what that, what that really means is that um, there are a lot of folks sharing a single instance, kind of that Amazon experience that everybody's sort of working off the same platform. Um, and that has some key long-term consequences. And the second is the way that it's built is it's sort of a, a modern coding infrastructure which allows it to be more nimble uh, in terms of its updates and evolution and scalability. Awesome. So it's similar to maybe what, what other users are familiar with cloud systems. Uh, I, I saw a great quote somewhere and somebody said, um, cloud isn't some mysterious thing. It's really just somebody else's computer. Um, and, and so, so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. In a sense, that's been true in certain cases where they put it on somebody else's computer and call it cloud, but true cloud is what they'll, what they'll call multi-tenant, right? Where we're all sharing the same uh, core uh, uh, platform that we're working on. And Cloud Suite is true cloud, not pretend cloud, if you will. Awesome. Okay. And, and what, um, what benefits, what would you say the key benefits are that customers get when they, when they move to the multi-tenant cloud? So, so I think there's, there's three major ones. I mean, the, the first is that, uh, you know, the folks that built Cloud Suite along with probably a lot of the other, you know, current generation of ERP systems are the ones that worked on ERP implementations in the 90s and early 2000s. Right. And, you know, when you're building something from the ground up based on your experiences implemented out of the field, you take into account the challenges that you have, right? So it is uh, fundamentally more flexible uh, and it adapts to some of the needs that are out there in the market. So right out of the box, the functionality is more robust 
There's less bolt-ons to cover gaps, right? And uh, it offers core flexibility in the things that, that really matter in terms of how you track the financials and HR structures of your business. So say that's number one. Number two is, is partly an Infor strategy that it is a complete software package, right? So when you move to Cloud Suite, you don't own certain modules and then consider whether you need others. You get this full bundle of functionality, right? And it's not just the, the modules, it's uh, embedded workflow. Uh, so, so what that means is that when you look at certain things that might assist your organization like uh, uh, invoice approvals, they're coming out of the box, right? Uh, which leads me into third, which is that it's a, it's a lot more processed than transactional driven. So when you look at old school ERPs, um, they'll have the ability to retain information for an invoice and process a payment. But in an organization, an invoice is a document that needs to get routed somewhere for approval and coding. And for many years, we've been doing that with third-party systems. And here this comes delivered, that, that functionality, that workflow, that document integration. And so I, I think there's a lot of benefits there. And I know I said three, but I think there's another one that comes long-term <laughs> sure. that comes from the multi-tenant. And that is when you have a community of folks that are all on the same version and iteration and underlying infrastructure of a system, then that shared knowledge becomes a lot more powerful, right? Uh, you know, right now, when you look at the older ERP systems, they tend to have a very diverse set of footprints and versioning and customization. And it's hard to port or over things that worked in one organization to another. Awesome. I, I, I think some people are going to miss the, uh, the qualifying conversation before you can have a real conversation, right? Like, what version are you on? Are you on-prem? Yeah, yeah, are you yeah, in yeah. the cloud? Are you IBM? I won't miss you, it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you ask a whole bunch of questions that really have nothing to do but just figure out whether or not you're the same or, or not. So that'll be great. Because, I mean, I, I think the reality is those conversations happen because so often you would try to reproduce something that worked in one location and run into issues because of those specifics. Right. It works for one, but not for another. Yep. Um, why would now be the time, right? I mean, there's, uh, there's so much going on out there in every organization, but why is now a kind of, what's the drivers, I guess, if you will, of why people should really move to Cloud Suite now and or at least start planning for it? One of the really interesting things uh, about ERPs is that they are um, incredibly sticky. It's a, it's a major organizational effort in terms of resources and costs to implement an ERP system, right? It's disruptive to your operations. And so when you look at implementing, you're looking at not something that you're doing for next year or the year, the year after that. You're looking at a 20 to 25 year plan. That's the average life cycle of an ERP system. So I, I think that there was a very large wave of ERP implementations. I don't think there was. Uh, in the late 90s, leading up to Y2K. And if you look at uh, a, a lot of the, the loss of customer base, but also Oracle, uh, you know, PeopleSoft, et cetera, they've been on about 20, 25 years, right? They've, right. They've, they've absorbed those costs. They've capitalized it. They, they, they implemented their ERP for their needs in the late 90s based on the functionality and limitations of their work today, right? So I think that the, the, the reason to do it now is because it's there and it's available and it's such a significant leap forward. I think if there was anything like what we're doing today in the late 90s, early 2000s, it would have been what people would have been implementing. And, uh, you know, I think that the longer you wait, the more you're, you're shortchanging yourself. Uh, that said, these are big organizational efforts, right? And I definitely am not saying that you should just uh, 
you know, next week say, okay, let's go do this. Right. Right. Uh, You know, appropriate planning and making sure that it has enough of a priority in organization are really important. You know, one of the things that concerned me is, uh, was an organization that uh, was doing a migration, a large cloud suite implementation, and that project uh, was not listed in the top 20 most important projects to the executive office. And so that that's definitely not the way you would approach it. And I, I'd say if, you, if your organization has things that other priorities at the moment, then do those. You know, make sure that you're going to get the attention of the executive sponsors because there's decisions that are going to get made that are going to affect your ability to compete 10 years from now. Right. Okay. That's great. Um, there is seems to obviously be a, a key driver there. You mentioned pre-planning, which leads into kind of my next questioning. And I know we've done a couple of uh, webinars and, and such talking about pre-planning. Um, could you explain maybe just a little bit about what pre-planning is and why it's important? Um, I know that we've talked about like what you can do now is kind of the question we always get from our customers. Like, Oh, we're going to budget for that, but what could we be doing now? And we always talk about pre-planning. Um, so if you could tell the guests maybe a little bit about what that is and, and why it's important. Absolutely. So it dovetails nicely until we're talking about this being, these being major efforts. And, and pre-planning is about um, scoping and understanding what a successful outcome is going to look like in your organization. Uh, so it's everything from what is the correct timing and order and resource allocation and who and how you're going to partner uh, strategically to accomplish this um, to also it's an, it's an edu- education exercise, right? Uh, it is important to have vested business owners in this process. Um, and th- I mean, there's value to them. It's just, it hasn't always uh, been communicated in a way that they understand what it is that, that they can get out of this, right? Like uh, right. you want to create awareness of, of you want to create awareness of the, the, the value that's going to derive for the CHRO, the CFO, the VP of supply chain, right? Make sure that they understand what's on the other side and why this is worth it and why it's worth doing, doing right. Awesome. How, how, how would you say, I mean, it seems to me like it almost has aspects of a selection, like certain kind of like really thinking about what are our business requirements? Um, how would you compare and contrast really like a pre-planning exercise and a selection? So I think a pre-planning exercise can assist with a selection. Uh, I assume when you're saying selection, you, you mean, you know, in terms of trying to evaluate what ERP is the right solution exactly. going forward for your organization. And I think that in some cases, a pre-planning exercise will lead an organization to understand the scale and magnitude of implementing Cloud Suite and potentially allow them to go and look at, you know, what are the alternatives in terms of the outcomes that, that are out there, right? I, it would be presumptuous of me to say that the Cloud Suite is the best solution for every organization in the world and every industry. Um, however, I do feel like there is a lot to be gained from the internal intellectual capital of organization and an organization that knows Lawson in and out is well positioned to take advantage of Cloud Suite. Um, right. Awesome. Which kind of leads, sorry. Um, which kind of leads really into another question that I had when, when you look at RPI, um, uh, you know, a firm that's, that's experiencing some pretty rapid growth, um, over 30% last year, uh, continuing to grow this year, uh, larger projects, larger clients, um, and really kind of becoming, 
Cloud Suite specialized. Um, why just Cloud Suite? Why not? Um, why why are we focused so heavily on Infor, Cloud Suite? Why not Cloud Suite Workday, Oracle? Why not try to be everything to everybody? And um, and how do you think that's a that that sets us at an advantage? So I'm going to answer this um, this humbly. I mean, the, the 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 real reason is because there's a limited amount of of resources that we have to to expand. And in order to do a good job for the opportunities that are in front of us, right now we need to focus those resources on, on InfoCloud Suite. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a couple of things about this that I, that I think are important. One is these projects are not, for those of you that are from the Lawson industry, they're not like Lawson implementations. Uh, Cloud Suite is more robust, more complex software. And um, you need to have a very diverse set of skills and knowledge bases in order to do them successfully. And one of the things that we found is that um, uh, you get to a certain scale, you're working on many of these implementations at once, and there's a lot of cross information that our consultants learn and share and support throughout that. And um, I think I think doing one by itself would be very challenging. I assume it's likewise for or, for Workday and some of these others. So, you know, I, I right now the the reality is that the resources we have, we need to focus on maximizing the return for our customers. Awesome. And I'm gonna surprise you with a question and just ask, um, we're currently really focused a little bit on, on building out our change management, right? And really, um, we, just, we just made a pretty, a pretty great hire there. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about just the value of change management in these larger projects versus say an upgrade? So absolutely, you know, I, I like to look at the types of projects that historically have been done in the loss and info cloud suite space, really sort of two main categories. Uh, when you look at an upgrade, the goal is to be non-disruptive, right? You want to minimize disruption to the to that user, whether you are, you know, upgrading versions or, or, or migrating servers, you want to, uh, you know, hold, hold their hands through, this is when we're going to get uh, opportunity for validation, we're going to tell you what the differences are, hey, this little box is changing here. When you're looking at Cloud Suite, it is by definition disruptive. It's basically an implementation of a new ERP, and it's going to affect all the operations. And so that that people aspect becomes really important. And you know, and I'd, I'd love to say that we had the foresight five years ago to say, you know, <laughs> these projects are going to have a much heavier requirement change management. But uh, but we're living it, right? We're seeing it our customers, and so it's it's grown organically first internally from within our PMO and some of their expertise. And now we're very fortunate to have uh, Kate Karski who's going to head up that, that practice for us. But uh, the change manager us is not a, uh, it's not a service growth opportunity. <laughs> it's a way to ensure that we have successful outcomes. Cause that's, right. that's really our true strategy is, is to have uh, happy referenceable customers so that we continue to have opportunities in the future. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Well, um, I think we covered what I needed to cover. Um, I thank you again for your time and joining us from, from our Baltimore office. Uh, for those of you listening that want more information about Keith or RPI, uh, the best place is probably www.rpic.com. Uh, and if you want to follow all the craziness happening around a unicorn, that is techprounicorn.com. So thanks, Keith. I'll let you go and I appreciate your time. Thank you, Michael. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank <laughs> you.
Thanks for joining us this week on the Tech Pro Unicorn Podcast. Make sure to visit our website at www.techprounicorn.com where you can subscribe to the show and catch our latest blog articles. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Remember, unicorns represent the magic of digital transformation that occurs when business process is enabled with technology. Thank you.